Hello and welcome to That's a Thing, a sometimes belated, already outdated guide to your teens, tweens, and everything under 20. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Karen, and we're a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Long time no see. We haven't released any episodes <laughs> recently. What are we doing back here already? <laughs> Didn't we just do this? We never bite off more than we can chew or release mm-hmm. podcast episodes that are super long and then immediately record another one. Uh, <laughs> it's summer. It's fine. You need something else to listen to, <laughs> dear listener. Uh, anyway, hopping right into it. Mom, can I tell you something important? Yes. Yeah? O- yeah. Okay, here it is. You are in danger. <laughs> Oh, no. There are attackers in every shadow, thieves on every street, serial killers on the other side of every dating app conversation, rabid bats waiting in the rafters to devour you. Your food is poison and your skincare products are killing you slowly from the outside in. Yes, you, mom, specifically, you are in terrible, ineffable, gut-wrenching danger. Which brings me to our sponsor, (laughs) Creep Be Gone. (laughs) Creep Be Gone is a danger repellent spray. The patented Creep Be Gone formula is derived from all natural ingredients, including freshly cut onions, skunk musk, and the air of doom produced by high schoolers attempting to complete an exam that they should have studied for. (laughs) Spritz a layer of Creep Be Gone over your most in-danger body parts and possessions, such as necks, purses, eyes, and small children, to send all those creepies crawling away. (laughs) With Creep Be Gone, the only dangerous thing is you. Plus, the Creep Be Gone canister comes on a totes adorbs keychain so you can stay safe in style. Wow, Mum, don't you feel less in danger already? <laughs> uh, you seem to have gone into a whole new line of work, which I wasn't expecting. I mean, you always get the sponsorships from the podcast network, and I thought I'd be more proactive about raking in the dough here in a very successful venture. So I went out and got us a sponsor. Uh, yeah. Not an actual sponsor. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Um, wow. I'm speechless. <laughs> you don't feel less in danger I, yet? D- I don't think so. Um, I mean, I feel like you've got a closed root loop of making me feel um, endangered and then selling me a solution for that and then probably making me feel more endangered and then selling me more solutions to that. <laughs> Who would do that? That only sounds like a very lucrative <laughs> business strategy to retain customers. <laughs> and everything, right? It's like it's the, the playbook of the beauty industry. Too. It is, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, funnily, I am also very briefly touching on later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this episode is happening because I am tired of podcasts, videos, and social media all constantly telling me that I'm in danger. And more importantly, I am tired of them trying to sell me cures to the danger they're instilling in me. Uh, This especially bothers me because women, religious minorities, racialized people, disabled people, trans and queer people, they are all at a higher risk of violence and may need to protect and defend themselves even if they shouldn't have to. Uh, The response to these people voicing their concerns is often very condescending Mm -hmm. and dismissive. And that is not what I am trying to do here. If you walk out of this podcast, I don't know how you do that, but if you do, (laughs) feeling foolish or paranoid for the things you do to keep yourself safe or help yourself feel safe so that you can function and live a happy life, 
I didn't do my job because I am not talking about what individuals do to keep themselves safe or feel safe. And I don't want to invalidate anybody's safety concerns, rational or not. Like, I have a phobia that affects me a lot. Mm -hmm. And I use certain behaviors in order to make myself feel more safe and comfortable. And I have people accommodating me, even though the danger isn't necessarily real. I, I understand that <laughs> and so and and also yeah. some danger is real and some people are more endangered than others yeah yeah um but also even if it's just a thing you do to feel safe and somebody can look at that and go well that's ridiculous like it's, no <laughs> like just let people live comfortably it's not affecting you that much uh as always the villains of this podcast are capitalism and the paul brothers and them alone <laughs> So today we're going to talk about three TikTok creators who kind of sell safety. Uh, I call this safety capitalism, kind of under the line of things like rainbow capitalism, mm. uh, pink capitalism, all that stuff. Um, it's basically taking a real issue and kind of attaching yourself to it and going, and I can help with this thing that I made. Or you, you can show off your ideals with this thing that I made that I'm selling you for money. Right. Uh, so there's there's one group or um, sales group that I'm going to talk about that I'm pretty okay with, one that I have some reservations about, and one that I really do believe is dangerous. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shall we? Sure. Uh, and, and mom already does know what I'm going to be touching on because I made her do homework this time. I know. I have to do like two possible two podcasts in one month and i had to do homework <laughs> and and you had to edit the super long one too yeah. so i'm terrible to you both my children are terrible to me um so a while ago there was a trend discussing the safety tax what would you say a, the safety tax would be uh, well, I know this idea. from a reel that I just yeah. watched, but uh, safety tax is the extra uh, money and time that women and others some who are uh, disproportionately endangered in our society have to pay in order to um, maintain their safety. Yeah. So people talked about leaving events early, only walking during the day, taking self-defense courses, paying for a cab because they didn't feel safe walking or taking public transit. Um, yeah, just it, it, this is stuff that especially uh, affects people at multiple intersections of oppression, and it's a real issue. And people were talking about their real experiences, uh, which, which are interesting. It's a lot of different points of view. Uh, and you can find a bunch of videos discussing the safety tax on the Instagram Reels page of Flare, which is a company which makes, quote, survivor-made safety jewelry and tech that frankly shouldn't have to exist. Uh, they state that the purpose of their jewelry is to get you out of uncomfortable situations before they escalate. So these are bracelets, mostly, that they're selling mm -hmm. um, that have features that connect to your phone. So the jewelry can send your locations you send your location to friends and family. Uh, they can send you a fake phone call. So they have a bunch of pre-recorded phone calls and you can pick one that will always um, dial into your phone when you press a button on your bracelet. Uh, and in the United States, it can call 911. They do not recommend this as your first course of use. Right. Um, because you can get in trouble for calling 911. And also it's yeah. just bad to call 911 when it's not an emergency. Yeah. So out of the actual 
products we're going to touch on today, I'd say Flare has the most honest and least manipulative marketing overall. And I also like that Flare is a nonviolent product. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and often even uh, avoids police attention, which in the uncomfortable but not yet dangerous situations that it's designed for can keep things safer and more de-escalated for everybody. Right. Uh, it's not always the best idea to get the police involved, especially for certain demographics, right? So yeah. that's a really good feature, I feel like, is to have options that aren't calls 911 for you. And uh, I like that Flair doesn't claim to be a perfect solution. And a lot of their marketing is videos that talk about statistics for assault mm -hmm. and talk about um, other things that people do to keep themselves safe and why they do those things and what other people can do to help. So overall, I, I like that better. Um, I like it's kind yeah. of it, it struck me kind of as empowering without the threat of violence, like just sort yeah. of giving you an escape hatch by giving you like a, a way to say, oh, I can't talk to you, creepy person any longer because I have to take this call from my friend. Oh, I have to go. Right. That's like what the bracelet can do for you, yeah. which is better than empowering you to uh, yeah, commit violence against people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's a product that's very much designed to help you feel safe rather than a product that's designed to remind you that you are in danger, mm, mm. which I think is territory that some of the other things we're going to talk about can slip into. Although might it not have that same effect every time you look at your wrist and you see the device that is supposed to send the bat signal to your squad or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> that um, this, this sucks that I have to have an escape hatch. Maybe, but I, I feel like Flair is very much marketing to people who already constantly feel a sense of discomfort right. uh, and fear. Um, so I, I'm a little bit more okay with this one overall than the other ones we're going to talk about. And I like giving things a fair shake. So here's one that I don't think sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Positivity on this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk more about safety capitalism and safety salesmanship um, after a message from our real and respectable sponsor. Yes, uh, they are. Thank goodness they are real and respectable. Um, of course, they would be on the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, this episode of That's a Thing is brought to you by the Alberta Association of Optometrists, who are proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens many people don't call their optometrist first for urgent eye care when they need it. From spring cleaning mishaps to winter eye infections, if you or your family have an eye emergency, doctors of optometry are trained to diagnose, treat, and prescribe medications without any referrals necessary. And just a reminder, Alberta Healthcare coverage is available towards your urgent eye care appointment. To find an optometrist in your area, visit optometrists.com. AB.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across Alberta. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care to Albertans. Learn more at optometrists.ab.ca. 
My favorite thing from that ad is the terrifying ambiguity of spring cleaning mishaps. <laughs> that could be so many things. It could be so many things, but um, I avoid all of them by not doing spring cleaning, but I'm too cautious of a person, perhaps. <laughs> anyway, so on TikTok and other social media platforms, and we are mostly going to be talking about TikTok presences today because this is where this really got shoved in my face and I started to have opinions about it. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot of information about how in danger white, cis, straight, middle-class women are that is being presented to white, cis, straight, middle-class women, largely, and targeted that way. There's a lot of hashtag women, hashtag ladies, that kind of thing. Um, and I am not entirely convinced that this is helpful in terms of making people safer or helping Mm. people be safe. Uh, there's not much discussion of other risk factors for violence that we talked about before. And these videos are not really designed to educate men about the safety fears women have. They're designed to remind women of the safety fears they do have. Um, And they're very um, non-intersectional in general. There's not a ton of intersectional specific stuff. Uh, That was a very specific statement I just made. You can tell when I'm on script and when I'm off script by how big I get. Um, But basically, they're designed to educate privileged women about the safety fears that privileged women have, which you might see a problem here Mm -hmm. in terms of how productive that might be. like I, I would say most women, by the time they're old enough to be on TikTok, don't need to be told that their gender opens them up to violence. Uh, they are aware because they have friends, they watch the news, and they've experienced navigating the world in their body. Uh, so the new information provided by these accounts um, to, to women ends up being a series of safety rituals one should perform. That's the new information. Um, not what the dangers are. Um, I would say the queen of safety ritual content is Kathy Padreas, aka Mum Friend, an influencer with over 1.8 million TikTok followers. Wearing a trademark blue dress and pearl necklace, which, by the way, look very nice on her. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kathy's highly polished videos cover topics ranging from theft avoidance to fire safety to what to say in sketchy situations. Um, she also takes sponsorships more recently and tends to mention products one could buy in order to be safer or feel safer. And I'm going to use the pairing of be safer, feel safer a lot Mm. because sometimes they overlap and sometimes something hits me really as a feel safer thing rather than a be safer thing. Sometimes they're conflated. Uh, And you watch some of Kathy's stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. What were your thoughts overall? Um. She has a lot of personality. Like yeah. she's very good at making this kind of uh, content, mm-hmm. and but she does give you the impression that uh, you're in you're in peril at all times, whether it's from uh, robbers or um, internet security hackers who are hackers. very interested in you specifically <laughs> yeah um or or natural disasters or or like the one one of the ones that was where's the safe where, where's the right place to 
um, try to break a window, yeah. which I can't really imagine. Breaking windows comes up a lot yeah. on safety TikTok. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and it is like framed not only in terms of, I don't know, you're trying to get away from a murderer who's in your car, but also what if you had to like break into your car to because a kid or a pet was in, locked in a hot car or something like that. But it just or you're slowly sinking into a lake that you drove into. <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely, there's a lot of. It feels like there's a lot of drama in her imagined world that I'm not sure. Yeah, exists. Kathy's first safety-centric TikTok is from August 2020. Before mm. that, she'd started her mom friend branding, but it was more about etiquette stuff. Oh, okay. Almost. Um, and the first video is called Random Things I Keep in My Purse for Safety. The items are a compact, which has a mirror so you can look for people sneaking up behind you. Um, cash, which is a good one. I do not follow this one <laughs> because then I'd have to have cash on me at all times. When I have cash, I spend it because it's like not real money to me. Uh, but cash, that's good advice. A pen to use as a weapon. Wow. Um, and keys obviously because you need your keys but also to use as a weapon and she does the wolverine grip i've actually seen a lot of people saying that's actually not a good idea keys are shallow they could injure your fingers they you need to be close to somebody to use them yeah so that's not actually necessarily great advice if you think about it but overall two of these items are weapons and one of them is a thing you can use to see if somebody's following you discreetly Uh, so i don't know when she started working in the secret service but (laughs) it's really cool good for her uh by september she'd fully pivoted to safety content so so you're thinking that she got like a lot of traction on that and decided let's go that way yeah Um, Or she had a lot to say about it and she wanted to talk about it. I don't know her, Uh, but it was certainly a good move for her Mm -hmm. because that's become her thing. Um, So she has videos like what to do when you park your car, what to keep at your front door. Uh, The one for this one, this is her first what to keep at your front door video. She does a couple. And this one is a mirror on the wall so you can see someone approaching you from behind. I don't know why safety TikTok (laughs) people think they are always being approached from behind Behind, or that they need mirrors at all times to defend against this. Kind of weird to me personally. I'm starting to think though, as a person who is constantly startled by people to me sneaking up on me. I walk to- towards you with you <laughs> facing me and you jolt. Yeah. Like my uh, my safety brain is turned up kinda high. Uh and in in the unconscious part of my um system and so i don't know if it would be good or bad to have mirrors everywhere i think i would freak myself out because i'd see myself in the mirror and and get scared yeah probably (laughs) uh there's parking lot safety tip the parking lot safety tip is if a weird van parks next to your car you should crawl in the passenger side uh so that they can't snatch you in the weird van that's next to your car um what a weird van is is up to the discretion of the viewer um and is your trash safe i mean probably (laughs) 
Um, it's actually a solid video about making sure that uh, identifiable documents are in your trash. Right. And then uh, the other what to keep at your front door video that she does later is very much like I feel like this is a thing people might do to feel safe, but not particularly a good prevention thing is get a pair of beaten up old work boots and put them outside your door so it looks like a a big work person lives with you. And then if you want to be really clever about it, because people are going to notice that the boots are just always there and maybe this person doesn't have a job doing heavy duty work after all, is to rotate it out with a pair of sneakers so that maybe they they left and and they'll be back. (laughs) I gotta say, that's a safety tax. Having yeah. to like do elaborate theater around your fake boyfriend or whatever, that's nobody should have to do that. Yeah. And really nobody should have to do that, as in like, why are you telling people to do this? Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. yeah. Overall there is a lot of good advice or advice that you hear it and you go oh yeah I guess I would be safer if I did that then you don't do it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um and she seems to know what she's talking about like this is clearly like an interest for her that she spends a lot of time delving into and I would say the degree of protection she puts around herself in order to mimic that that would also have to be an interest of yours like like a hobby of yours is making yourself safe because <laughs> otherwise just the hate to quality of life I would take if I followed every piece of advice even if it all seems sound would just be crushing to me <laughs> like, oh no I forgot to switch out the boots how they know they were fake I have to buy a whole new pair and I did create like an elaborate uh, trail of uh, breakup on my social media in case somebody is watching me and wonders what happened or whatever. Yeah. Um, And and my other thing is that um, the odds of a lot of the things she talks about happening are super low. So you're reducing already low odds. So I'm not sure um, a lot of these things reduce the risk of something happening to you enough that it's meaningfully different because the chance of something happening to you is already super low. Obviously, that depends on a lot of things like where you live and who you are and who you've met in your life who Mm -hmm. might always be following you that you need your compact for. Uh, But for a lot of people, it's like uh, there was a 0.002% chance of this happening and now it's a 0.001% chance of this happening so you've reduced your risk by 50 percent, but it wasn't going to happen to you <laughs> right and uh, meanwhile you have increased your anxiety and you're like there, there's a cost to feeling unsafe all the time mm-hmm. when you're not actually probably very unsafe yeah and, and i wonder how quickly a safety ritual can become a reminder of danger yeah right yeah uh people pretty much immediately began accusing kathy of being paranoid and scaremongering Mm -hmm. Uh, and she responded to her critics by stating that her videos were about safety awareness smart tips and paying attention she's like sure 
Um, I will say, having binged Kathy's entire safety series for this episode, which took me a couple of hours, I didn't sleep last night, <laughs> uh, it did start to fill me with a creeping sense of danger after a while. And I think that's because I'm a person who's fairly confident in my ability to take care of myself. So I usually feel safe and navigate the world comfortably. This is not an invitation to do horrible <laughs> things to me. This is just a casual observation about how I live my life. Um, I think these videos are maybe more helpful to people who already feel a sense of danger and get comfort from these rituals. Mm -hmm. um, but I also don't think I'm talking out of turn by generally talking about this because a lot of what Kathy um, is trying to prevent is break-ins and robberies and we had a person break into our house while we were all oh in no it. you're you're actually gonna tell this story <laughs> maybe this... not the whole story uh the oh cliff notes version God. it was it was new year's i was like nine years old or something a guy um broke into our house and fell asleep in my bed while i was asleep in my bed and i woke up and thought my mom will be mad or something or think i'm lying or think i am crazy if i tell her that i think there's somebody asleep in my bed so uh, I'm just going to go to sleep like at the foot of their bed and not explain why. Uh, and then that morning, we the person was still in our bed and we called the police and the person was escorted out of our house that the person was in. Um, and I continue to walk the world comfortable in my own sense of safety for some reason. <laughs> so we do lock our doors better now. No, so do yeah. not get any ideas. Uh, but that was a fun time and that I I was I didn't even immediately make the connection and I was like well should I be talking about this I, I haven't survived anything like super traumatic or whatever so am I really the audience for this yeah I am I had a break-in while I was in the house which is like the worst case scenario for a lot of these videos right. so I, I do kind of feel entitled to talk about this from my point of view and I think if right after that happened, I'd started like doing all of these safety rituals instead of just continuing on with my life and readjusting, uh, I, I would probably have more neuroses than I currently have. Mm. But that's just me. Um, but you also didn't, I don't think, drastically change anything um, after that happened. Um other than to lock the door like this yeah. this man young man was yes. drunk on a, from it was new year's eve he was drunk and he was bleeding from trying having tried to break into someone else's house. place he didn't have a handy dandy window breaker so <laughs> no. he used his yeah. handy dandy fist yeah. and it was not successful um but he just want he was just sleepy and wanted yeah. to sleep and that's all he did he came in to our house and and bled on your <laughs> Dora the Explorer bed sheets. Yes. And uh, and just fell asleep. And in so, a bed that inconveniently did have a small child in it, yeah, but that was not yeah, relevant. But he, to him he, at he the didn't moment. touch you and he did yeah. like we were unbelievably lucky because we mm -hmm. didn't hear him. I don't know how we didn't hear him. I mean I did wake up. I was just also not very good at alerting my family know, to danger. Which, uh, yeah. If I guess if this ever happens again, I guess my major behavior changes. I will tell you right away that Thank somebody you. broke into my Please room. do. Please do. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I I do. I don't know if I want this in the <laughs> podcast because I do feel like it, it it reveals some negligence that we have around um, keeping everybody in our house safe and and sort of and also the extreme privilege of of the neighborhood we live in mm-hmm. is uh, does not. It it was a very unexpected thing, and we have never. We did not take measures to prevent such a thing from happening because it was highly unusual. Yeah. I will say, though, one of the things that Kathy suggests a lot is door alarms, window alarms, Mm -hmm. right? And my thought is, and this is obviously not going to be true for every single possible scenario. This is an extremely weird scenario that we experienced. We're we're the 0.002%, not 1% (laughs) because we didn't take any preventative action. Um, but I wonder if everybody had been woken up and had to like deal with this while this guy was awake and bleeding and everything was very confused, if it would have ended up more escalated and kind of worse than it did. I'm not saying don't get door alarms in case this specific thing happens, but in terms of our own case, I, I don't know if I, I feel great about the myriad of possibilities that having everybody like awake and confused and drowsy facing off against a person who's not a threat but is not behaving rationally would would be fun so that's a thing to think about and not to make any solid conclusions (laughs) on um yeah yeah Uh, By October, Kathy was doing haul videos with safety items you can get at places like Dollar Tree and Target. Uh, So these weren't sponsored videos, but she would, like, go to random stores and go, oh, you could buy this for your safety. You could buy that for safety, right? And here's what you would use this item for. And this is the start of what I think has slowly become the underlying thesis of her account, that the key to safety is consumption. Mm. Um, over time, less of her content is here's actions you can take and more of it is here's a thing you can buy Hmm. to help. Uh, and so at that point, I think this stops becoming, um, here's, um, like it, it starts feeding into the safety tax instead of merely being a response to the presence of the safety tax, I guess, is what I would say. Um, And then Kathy started to really hit it big with her Situations Where It's Best to Lie series, which is interesting to watch. And it's her talking about lines you can use to get out of uncomfortable situations, to limit the personal information you give people, all that stuff. Um, There are also some videos which present danger sources without really offering a solution which Mm -hmm. i don't like um like airpods can be used to spy on conversations provided the spy is able to hide their phone in the room what am i supposed to do with this information (laughs) kathy you could be listening to me at any time kathy you specifically and if you hide the phone well enough i will not know that you are listening to me what am i supposed to do now that i know this yeah like why Also, apparently, people use Google Maps to decide which cars to steal. What am I supposed to do about that either, (laughs) Kathy? (laughs) How did they do that? What do you mean? um, 
I believe in the video, like the thieves will scroll through a neighborhood they think will have good cars and then they'll look at Google Maps and go, okay, that car looks good to steal. That car looks good to steal. And then they'll go into the neighborhood and see if those cars are still there and then be able to make a plan to attack that specific car. So I guess it Uh aids in premeditated specific car theft, which I'm sure is a common kind of car theft (laughs) that happens and you should be concerned about. But also she has no solutions to this. She just thought she would mention that. (laughs) Um, Also, some of her suggestions are not very eco-friendly, which is a a bit of a passion of mine. Um, Like the suggestion of leaving the TV on in your home or hotel room at a low volume or having a system that switches your lights on and off while you're away on vacation. And that's like, how elaborately do you have to fake being in your home while you're on vacation? Like, that's such a like Kevin McAllister and Home Alone series <laughs> of like Rube Goldberg events you have to set up to pretend you're still there after a while. And, yeah. like, but where we live, mm-hmm. but in some places it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would say the the people that her videos end up reaching the most are more like us Mm -hmm. and i would also say people in neighborhoods where this is higher risk already know these things Mm -hmm. for the most part um the same way that women tend to know that gender-based violence happens like you don't need to tell them that they they know Right. right um so i'm not sure how positive speaking it a bunch is um and the people are going to differ on that, obviously. She can make whatever she wants, and she's extremely successful doing this. Uh, but I see it on my feet a lot, and I don't really think that is good messaging to be sending to people like me, per se. Um, and I would also add that not all of the products she mec- recommends buying are necessarily reliable products. For example, in one video, she, sh- she suggests getting... Um, a slash-proof anti-theft bag. Um, and slash-proof is really unreliable mm-hmm. as, as a term. A lot of bags uh, have like some sort of reinforcement, but it doesn't actually stop any sort of sharp knife. So if a person is going around looking to steal from a bag by cutting it open, they probably got a good knife to do that with. Right. And a lot of these bags can't withstand a serious attack. So that is very much security theater. Like you're buying a bag that you feel like, well, I have it locked. I have it zipped. It's unsplashable. My stuff is secure. And that's just sometimes there are risks and you've just spent a lot of money for a bag that isn't actually that much more protection than the one you could have gotten for cheaper or already had. Maybe. I think those are supposed to just make it harder for them to quickly slash the strap and take your whole purse away but the one she talked about was like reinforced mesh all through the bag so no she's she's talking about specifically like entirely slash resistant not a slash resistant strap or something maybe more practical and easy to achieve um yeah uh increasingly kathy's videos like i said have been less about behaviors to practice and more about products to buy and unsurprisingly hashtag amazon is all over her account uh i don't like i don't like mr bezos ceo (laughs) entrepreneur uh so (laughs) um so i'm I'm a little bit anti-amazon biased but it, it does kind of seem like 
Kathy's behavior that she's emulating to people is go on Amazon and search up safety devices and buy all of them so that you can arm your little fortress with things to keep you safe and arm your person with things to keep you safe. Um, And then she's taken ads that are all kind of safety relevant sponsors. So Keeper is a password manager. She talks about password security a lot. Which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. People should use password keepers. Yeah. Uh, all of my passwords are very secure and reliable no. and don't try to hack me. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Um, yeah, so that's good service to have generally. I don't know about the specific one, but it's relevant to what she makes. And yeah. Uh, then there's ADT So Secure, which is a safety app uh, that pairs with safety jewelry. Mm-hmm. ADT Invisiware. So that's very much like a safety product that is being sold on an account which kind of can make its viewers feel unsafe by constantly reminding them of the perils of being alive in a society, (laughs) Uh, which isn't necessarily shady. It's just like in a perfect world, it would not be how things worked, but it makes business sense. And then Norton 360, which is cybersecurity software. Again, she talks about cybersecurity. Um, So she's very much um, helping to create a market for the things she is selling here i'd say Mm -hmm. whether that market should exist like for a lot of cyber security a lot of password safety stuff yeah or whether it maybe doesn't need to be an industry which is kind of that ground that safety jewelry is kind of wading into um like at, at what point is like we're kind of in a boom right now in terms of safety devices and so I'm I'm just I'm watching it happen and I'm like, okay guys, <laughs> I don't think capitalism can solve the social problems behind this and we're putting a lot of money into capitalism solving the social problems behind this. Um, which is like better than nothing, but also a band-aid on the Grand Canyon a little bit. Also, Kathy has a book, The Mum Friend, Guide to Everyday Safety and Security, coming out soon, so you can get terrified in book form. Yes, she says that there's a lot of things that she can't really get into at depth in depth on TikTok. But Which is true. TikTok is very superficial. But the book will be go much deeper on the dangers of the world, I suppose. Yeah. So this account is definitely a rabbit hole. And if you feel like you can withstand the dread that might seep in, it's actually kind of fun to go through and go like, oh, cool. My house is going to burn down most likely. (laughs) That's the thing I'm most likely to die of based on this account. Now we're going to move on from salespeople to a product that I find a little bit horrifying. But first, our second real and respectable sponsor. This episode of That's a Thing is brought to you by Pod Power. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to What's the Cheesemus, a podcast that offers an inside look at Pilipinex identity in the diaspora. Cheesemus is a Tagalog word for gossip. And uh, the show is all about all kinds of things like disappointing your parents, breaking it to your friends that you're not Italian, trying to figure out why you punched a car, and much, much more. What's the Cheesemus is produced by CJSR, Edmonton's campus and community radio station. Download it wherever you find podcasts or at whatsthecheesemus.transistor.fm. And Cheesemus is spelled T-S-I-S-M-I-S. It's a very good show. I like it. 
Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you looked at the Safety Drip official Instagram Reels account, right? I did. Yeah. Thoughts? It was horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Mostly aesthetically <laughs> at first. Like the main thing that I thought is like this is people in Edmonton will perhaps know what I mean by a K-Days aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It is like a very midway in the early 90s K-Days aesthetic. <laughs> Mom is currently experiencing small business TikTok culture shock. <laughs> it is all like this. Okay. It is all aesthetically rotten. <laughs> okay. Uh, you just have to move on with your life. I, I guess I live a very sheltered um, social media life. But so, so after I get past the, oh my God, this is so tacky. How do you feel, by the way, about the, the reels voice that they have or the TikTok <laughs> voice? For- <laughs> it's this lady who's super excited to tell you about these products. Yeah, it's... it's um- I hate her voice. <laughs> I don't I don't like to say this of women, but this is not a real one. That voice is so grating and I don't know why they chose it after they stopped using the previous one for reasons I don't recall. Uh, so to be clear, yeah. this will make sense unless you watched it, but the the reels or is it on TikTok and then on Reels, whatever. Uh, the, the videos are often narrated by a, a robot voice, like yeah. a machine. Text to speech. Text to speech and yeah, it's, I mean, it's memorable, uh-huh. I guess. And that's what they're going for. It, it's, I think my problem with it is that it is extremely, we're marketing something to you as a voice. Like, hey, teens. I don't know. It's like, I hear it. It makes more sense in the context of um, videos that are trying to sell me something than in ones that aren't. And I I like the art side of tiktok more than the business side of tiktok so maybe that's where my angst comes from tell the people some of the devices that yeah safety drip is that what safety drip yeah Yeah. so it's a small business which specializes in safety keychains uh and i would say safety drips marketing is itself shockingly dangerous Mm. uh and like not saying that if you have a safety keychain type thing and that helps you feel safe or be safe then that's fine i'm talking about the items that are available here and how they are marketed specifically uh also not all of the items on the keychain are bad there's a car accident kit that i actually think is pretty solid thing to have in your car like just for peace of mind um it's it's some of the other items uh, their TikTok, by the way, has uh, 346.2,000 followers, and their first video is from March 26, 2021. Oh, wow. Uh, They're which is, brand new. Yeah, which is right at the start of this safety boom that I was oh, talking about interesting. earlier, where a lot of um, people started making safety products, uh, which may or may not the creator hasn't said this is the reason but it, it may be related to the murder of sarah everard which um launched women's safety back into the spotlight and back into the conversation i don't want to get into that here this isn't a true crime podcast and it's, but th- this yeah. was a a woman who disappeared and turned up uh, turned out to be killed in the uk yeah but is yeah. this 
And it just happened to be a few weeks before Safety Drip started making security keychains. Uh, Not saying they're related, just saying the timing is interesting. Uh, In one TikTok, Safety Drip advocates the various devices on the keychain be used to break a car window, pop, quote, your attackers, unquote, tire, uh, cut off your seatbelt if stuck after a car accident, free your tied up hands, puncture slash defend off attacker. Uh, this video has 113,000 likes. Uh, you're going to see the word attacker used a lot, which I think is maybe a bit preemptive, mm-hmm. like kind of implying there will be an attacker at some point and you should be on the lookout for them, which some people are probably already living life that way and maybe have good reason to, but maybe just telling everybody that they have an attacker waiting for them at an indefinite point in the future is bad mayhaps yeah uh in another video three tips that can save a life safety drip advises people to reverse park so you can spot an approaching attacker the approaching Uh attacker is bad (laughs) uh turn your back while filling up gas presumably also to spot the approaching attacker uh and and keep their phone and keys in hand to quote unquote be prepared so just walk around with your hands full of phone and keys. This is advice that is contradicted later. Later mm-hmm. on, they say, no, 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 no. You should always have one hand free. But at the beginning, they're like phone and keys so that you're safe. And also, your keys are attached to your security keychain that they're selling. <laughs> right. This video has 375,000 likes. Wow. Um, so this account is fairly successful. Not as big as um, Mom Friend, but certainly not insignificant. Um, they're marketed as for men and women, um, but I would say it's probably mostly women who end up with it on their recommended, uh, and it's mostly women who buy the product. Right. Um, the word attacker is just so frequently used, and that's such a, like, inflammatory word, like, mm-hmm. that's, that hits you when you hear it, which is obviously very intentional marketing, but yeah. Um, many of the other videos on the channel, and I'm sure you noticed this, feature the safety keychain being strength tested and a lot of food products get violently stabbed. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of have to, we're all linked to this, you, you kind of have to see it, but it, it's, it, it, it <laughs> I don't know how to describe this thing. It's, it's kind of like brass knuckles, but cute, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're called uh, tiger claws and they're, they're, um. They they aren't brass knuckles because brass knuckles are illegal. Okay, yeah. Uh, this person has gotten into like incidents with the police for trying to order things mm. that are illegal. So it's it's not made of metal, which is why it's allowed. But it's this little like tiger face that you can stick two of your fingers through, like brass knuckles, and it has two puncture points. Right, so you, which you are can, kind of like the yeah. ears of the tiger, kind of, but. Not the claws, which makes the naming confusing. Yeah, whatever. But but Nitpicking. the idea is that you you give yourself like sort of cute Wolverine like claws that yeah. you can then stab um, meat or watermelons or attackers with. I guess <laughs> <laughs> cardboard. Lots of cardboard gets yeah. stabbed. Yeah. 
There's one video after the children's safety keychain was introduced, which granted what? does not have um, weapons you can use to harm people on it with. Um, but there, there is a children's Good. one uh, with um, <laughs> the quotation, if you are a parent, you need this for your child. Oh, my God. Uh, so, you know, just some good old parental guilting, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you love, Mom, my, as a marketing technique. It's very effective, but so bad. <laughs> uh, there's another video with the text saying, I would not spend $40 on that with a montage of all the stuff on the security keychain. Um, and a video description which reads, would you invest in your own health and life? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, you're, you're so stupid if you don't buy this thing, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's, you're going to die if you don't yeah, buy this thing. Yeah. That's what it's, it's yeah. not telling you you're or dumb. Or you deserve to die, you, yeah, maybe a even. Little bit. Yeah. You had the chance to prevent this if only you dropped that $40 plus shipping on this keychain. Yeah. Um, another three tips that can save a life video suggests if someone asks for the time, lift your watch to eye level to avoid looking down. Like you have to be watching people at all times or else you will be attacked. Like the, uh, the cortisol levels in these people must be so high. Yeah. Like you have to be in a constant state of, um, alert. It's bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and like just how debilitating it would be to constantly have all of this in your head and be following all of these safety rituals right like mm-hmm. it reaches a point where it it starts being hazardous to your health in itself yeah which is obviously an extreme case but so is all of this stuff happening to you yeah. in a lot of cases uh, of course, there is a rainbow capitalism pride keychain. <laughs> they wouldn't let you down. And hilariously, the song playing in the video, because this is um, small business TikTok, and they just pick whichever trending audio there is, is called His and Hers, <laughs> <laughs> which was just delicious to me. Uh-huh. I ate that right <laughs> up. Oh, yeah. Sweet. I checked. It's not a gay song. It's absolutely hetero. <laughs> it, it wasn't just the title. Um, perhaps most unsettling is the repeated kind of anti-lawsuit statement. This tool is to defend slash scratch an attacker, not intended to pierce through skin. Paired with videos of food items, cardboard, and a mannequin being stabbed and punctured. And the tools are very much going through these items. Yeah, like everything else is about this is so sharp, this is so strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the the video of the tiger claws puncturing a piece of raw meat, like haunts me like (laughs) you cannot tell me that is not encouraging you to go out and puncture somebody with this or that that isn't possible yeah um and then of course there's tons of breaking open window stuff as well uh a video that's repeated a lot on the tiktok is uh you can use this to break out the window and escape your kidnapper your kidnapper, maybe the only thing worse than your attacker, (laughs) and probably extremely less likely than anything else um, for you to be marketing off of. Um, But it does scare people more if you say, buy this to prevent you from being kidnapped, than buy this in case you're in a car accident Mm -hmm. and need to escape your vehicle, which is a more practical use for it. more likely thing, yeah. Yeah. So basically, here's what I'm scared is going to happen one day. A person is going to watch these videos and listen to the instructions they provide and order a safety keychain. And that person, as they are instructed to, will carry that safety keychain in their hand at all times, armed with either the 
window breaker, quote unquote, which is repeatedly shown stabbing fruit, mm-hmm. which it is not for, mm-hmm. apparently. No stabbing <laughs> with this item that I'm using to stab. It's yeah. for window breaking. Um, they're either going to be having that in their hand or the tiger claws. And they're going to be constantly armed and ready to defend themselves from their attacker. And because this person is armed and terrified, an innocent person is going to get hurt. Yeah. And this form of safety capitalism makes me especially worried for neurodivergent people and black men, mm-hmm. which are both groups whose actions are often misinterpreted as violence. And especially it makes me think of uh, all of the like Karen saga stories from a while ago yeah. where women called the cops on black men for like innocuous things they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like, there are intersections of impre- of oppression that just aren't remotely being considered, and there's safety issues being created by trying to provide safety items for people, which, bringing it back to flair is why I like flair so much, so, yeah. so you can even opt out of a police interaction yes. with that. Yeah. Everybody gets away safe. You don't need to know what anybody's intentions were, because all that has happened is a little bit of awkwardness, right? Yeah. That's the ideal. And this is just the marketing safety drip uses encourages risky behavior. And I'm sick of seeing it recommended to me. Like it's all over my TikTok reels all the time. It's just safety drip, safety drip, safety drip. You didn't um, encourage the algorithm to give you more by like looking at it and saying, what is this? And then watching a bunch of it. Well, I only started really registering it after I'd seen it for a couple of times. Mm. So now it's all over intentionally because I tried to write a podcast episode talking about it. Um, But before that, like it's been in my feed for months. Really? Yeah. Um, Along with the mom friend videos. Mm -hmm. And I would expect I'm not alone in getting that algorithmic reaction. And I, I just, I'm not saying that this stuff is all inherently bad to have. And obviously in this world, businesses need to make money. And sometimes buying things can help with feelings of discomfort, right? But it's just, it's this kind of cocktail that reminds me a little bit of, well, it, it brings to it, my attention a broader ecosystem that is happening here. Yeah. Um, So the last thing I wanted to touch on relevant to this is security services like Simply Safe Home Security being advertised on true crime content, Mm -hmm. which is a thing that I've noticed in my podcasts a lot recently is there's been a uptick in Simply Safe being promoted on podcasts. They've done a campaign. And so I go from listening about stories about whatever horrible stuff happening uh, because that's what I like to listen to and I want to <laughs> yes. wind down because uh-huh. that's the kind of person I am uh, to the host guilt tripping me about how safety, how Simply Safe can help protect me and my family from intruders and fires and other horrible things like, oh, this arson episode of this podcast. <laughs> here's this arson. Here's this fire prevention service for you. Um, and this is just broadly a, one of the many problems true crime has is that it feeds into this a building sense of danger that people specifically in my demographic uh, are, are, are kind of served yeah. um, by our algorithms. Um, 
there are a lot of tiktok accounts that do true crime because true crime is a genre that's everywhere Mm -hmm. and there are all of these short unnuanced videos that pluck out like the worst things that have ever happened and the worst moments of those worst things and feed those to you in a 30 second clip and then you move on and it just kind of sticks in the back of your head as you continue to scroll and you see your ads for safety keychains and you see your amazon safety haul and da 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 um and it's it's not a thing that i think these people are consciously doing i don't think everybody is paid by big bezos to create a new industry or boost a new industry i just think it's another symptom of the lack of thought that a lot of um true crime content creators have chronically about the content they make (laughs) this is me being kind and giving people the benefit of the doubt because the alternative that they are trying to make people scared and that they are indifferent to any of the damages they could be causing either to their viewers or to the relatives of the victims they discuss uh, or to survivors of the incidents they discuss is like you just have to be a bad person if you're fully aware of all of that and yeah. continue to make this content. And I will also mention once again as a through line through all of this stuff that um, a lot of these true crime videos focus on white middle class women having horrible things happen to them. There's very few true crime stories that are prominent in the genre that aren't that yeah right and so once again what message is that sending who's being excluded and who could really benefit from more attention on the the horrible things that sometimes happen because of who they are like it's just it's That's my, I'm upset about this laugh. I don't have any solutions. I'm like Kathy talking about Google Maps car robbery. I learned about this and I decided I'd mention it. And uh, the solution is communist revolution. So good luck. (laughs) Yeah, I I do think that um, some of what you're talking about, though, is not new. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I'm thinking about the amount of... um, advertisers for uh, alarm systems that you hear on talk radio, mm-hmm. right? Conservative talk radio, where it's, they'll have the... Oh, I would say conservative talk radio is generally a hub for this stuff. Yeah. And like, the world's going to end. Here's my doomsday preparations. <laughs> yeah. Well, for, for like, Alex Jones mm-hmm. level crazy. But I just mean, like, local pretty vanilla talk radio still will have a lot of ads for home safety alarms or, or, or home safety systems because there's a there's an underlying belief that um, small C conservative people have that they are responsible for their own safety and that it would be smart for them to have this kind of stuff and that they do then the world is a dangerous place and there's bad people out there right yeah and also just generally there's this chronic problem in the news of misrepresenting where crime statistics are actually at. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, it's it's a broader thing. This has just made it more accessible and now more people can do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, true crime is a deeply problematic genre in general. And participating in the fear economy is just another problem to add to that pile. 
we're gonna wrap up but uh <laughs> as a side note while we're, we're talking about tiktok trying to sell me things there's been another big push for women's full face shaving like like what do you mean like they ha- they're selling these little like razors on a stick and you use them to shave the hair off of your cheeks like uh-huh. not not like whatever little mustache you have that's fine uh-huh. but like the peach fuzz on your cheek you remove it with this little razor that they're selling you this is terrible i know right <laughs> i hate this wow anyway wow <laughs> Uh, you need to get off TikTok. I do. I do. Yeah. I'm too online these days. Yeah. Um, also, VPNs aren't as impressive as they claim to be. <laughs> Nothing is real. You're being sold lies constantly. Except for our sponsors who are good. They are very uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell Creep Be Gone that we won't be renewing the partnership. No, it's I guess. over. It's over. All they gave us was like a watermelon stab. The keychain was so garish. <laughs> <laughs> okay well there we go how do you feel safer now um no but i'm like yeah i feel i feel safe like mm-hmm. i am a person who um who rides a bus late at night if need be you won't let me ride the bus late at no. night, but you will ride the bus late yeah at so there it does it, it there is a, a difference in evaluation of risk when you're talking about your kids that's for sure yeah. um, that's why you buy the safety keychain <laughs> i'm not going to do that <laughs> um i yeah i i walk around the world feeling safe for the most part and but i also don't the places where I go are not dangerous places, and I'm. I think I'm protected somewhat by my age, and I don't know. I f- I I feel, but I feel that as a privilege more than a, a state that everybody can have. Yeah, and it's it's absolutely the, the safety that you and I feel is not something everybody can have. Yeah. I also don't want people's feelings of unsafety to be preyed upon by solutions that are security theater or aren't effective and cost a lot of money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, how much of the safety tax is necessary stuff that you need and how much is stuff you've been told you need that isn't actually helping you and is constantly reminding you that you're in danger, right? So. Yeah. It's just one of those things that's a different balance for different people, but uh, it's it's something I've had my eye on for a while, and I thought I would talk about it on a podcast that we are trying to wrap up, so let's stop having thoughts. <laughs> okay, well, tell me. Thank you for telling me that that's a thing. I did not know that was a thing. <laughs> uh, you can follow our show. Uh, follow. <laughs> look in the mirror to see us following you um <laughs> you can follow our show on apple podcast spotify google podcast stitcher wherever else pods are cast you can also see our show notes with all, all kinds of things in it that i don't know look at your peril um and uh such at that's a thing dot transistor dot fm you can find us and the rest of the outstanding members of the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. A whole bunch of new shows were recently added. 
One of them is called Scam Time. It's a true crime show, but it's about white collar crime. I like white collar. Yeah. True crime. Yeah. It's less, more likely to make you feel suspicious of, of sketchy, um, offers, but not to feel like you are surrounded by criminals at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many thanks to John for editing this episode. We are on Twitter at That's a Thing Yig, and you can always email us a question or a comment at That's a Thing Yig at gmail.com. Is that everything? That is everything. Thanks, sweetheart. Bye.